Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Stressed. End of year. Oh, end of year, man. End of year is stressful as heck. Um, it was one of the phenomena of the, uh, the, 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 the pandemic was um, e-commerce or every, every retailer became an e-tailer. Mm-hmm. And anyone who was already an e-tailer started taking the e-tail side of things infinitely more seriously. And um, that's, had, that's had mostly really positive effects, I think, on the SEO world. Like we've seen the development and um, redevelopment of many uh, platforms from like the basic ones, WordPress and Wix, up to the like really hardcore strong ones like Shopify or Big Commerce. Um, and that's really cool. Like uh, that's 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 an excellent and, and really positive evolution, especially as like you know tools start to integrate and work with each other. And we've seen the deterious de- de- effect of oh my god, you're just so tired sometimes because um, there's so much so much work to do and so many new learning curves to to commit to. Um, and this year, it all seemed to come down to what was going to happen around you know black. Black Black Friday and then and and uh, uh, Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. and you, you watch traffic a little bit after those weeks, but eventually consumers figure it out. The U.S. mail is just not going to get that um, parcel to uh, to grandma or to the kids in time, and e-commerce takes starts to take a, a tail off. And this year, because of the particular attention to e-commerce and upgrading your systems it's time it's 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 exodus season it is time for the great set of migrations now that cyber monday is over it's time to migrate and everyone wants to get it up before christmas so they go like you know bugger off and have fun with their you know families and stuff which is cool because everyone's been planning this for months and months and months and months and it all just hits you in one big roll and that's where i'm at Well, yeah, that, you know what? I have a feeling that that is a fairly typical story um, from from what what is going on. I, I know year after year, it sort of throws me off. And you're right; it is. It's like it's like you know, sort of COVID and and 2021 put a little miracle grow um, on on sort of the the general you know sort of ebbs and flows of things, but. You do it. I do it. Probably a lot of our listeners do it. You all sort of push things to right now because it's it's actually an ideal time to get big jobs done, right? It's sort of like, I mean, unless you're like, a, you know, okay, if I was like doing like last minute shopping stuff, maybe not. Like that was my focus. But, you know, putting, launching some stuff for a lot of businesses um, in sort of like mid to late December is just naturally a good time. Like if, if your site has to go down or, or has to have a hiccup or has to it's generally a, a better time. Obviously you don't plan on that, but unexpected things can happen. It is good timing um, to, to do those sorts of things. I know I have a few of them myself, but um, it, it's, I think you're, it sounds like you're in, in sort of a, 
a worse boat than than I am on on this one, and I hope worse. not too many of our listeners are. I'm not gonna say I'm in a worse boat. I'm in a stressed out boat. Um, it's 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 you know I'm in, I'm in unstable seas right now. Everything is gonna go to pl- go as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, people, um, me and others have been working on plans for several months now. Um, everyone's done their bit, and um, the previous migrations have worked just fine. There's no reason to think these ones vote as well, and they will. Um, and you, you will see a minor. When, I mean, when you change URL structures or um, introduce like a, a, a new sets of descriptions, new sets of products, new sets of categories, and all of that, you are going to see like a minor blip in rankings but it's nothing like it was a few years ago when you could count on a uh, trough in rankings for a couple of weeks until google started to figure it out again i mean you should plan for it but it's you're probably going to be okay right right yeah well that's and that's that's just a general you can tell you're like seasoned right like and, and and hopefully a lot of our listeners are but if you're not uh, you know, pay attention to 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 that one one core thing, and I know it was part of a, an email I just sent out earlier today, sort of going, nothing should go wrong from this, but now's a good time, right? <laughs> right, like just, just basically, like you know, you can't. Chances are, nothing is is going to go wrong, but now's Indeed. a good time. <laughs> and if something does, I've I've told this story out before, and I'm, I'm going to pull it out again, like. You, Things are great until something goes wrong, right. um, and then suddenly everything isn't great anymore. Um, I, I I almost never get away from get get out of Toronto. If you're you're in a city like Toronto or New York or Los Angeles or whatever, you almost never leave that city because the gravitational pull is just almost impossible to get out of. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my dad and I had tickets to, this is like back in 2014, had tickets to a hockey game in Michigan and New Year's Eve, uh, Leafs versus Detroit at that, at that Michigan State Stadium. Big, big, freezing, like 37 below game. But um, a network of sites I was responsible for got hacked that day. <laughs> and it was a great time. Everyone was having a wonderful time until suddenly I got the email and then we weren't having a great time. Um, so... If a migration goes wrong, you get nervous. I'm just, I'm just on pins and needles because I'm following uh, several of them at, all at the same time. One at a time is totally cool. <laughs> now, one thing, and I'll, I'll put this this caveat out there for our listeners who might go, "Oh, that is a great time." First, don't rush anything. Like if you weren't planning for it already, don't plan something now, right? Like start planning next year, maybe. Uh, but of course, an, an existing sort of scenario is just because your business might be low doesn't mean your favorite developers have all the time in the world, right? So you also have to make sure that, yes, it's a good time for things to go down because you can have faster response times and less people will be impacted. But if your developers aren't available to deal with a problem at that time because they're on vacation or they're, you know, like you, Jim, right now, or, or you're describing, like, you've already got a lot on your plate. Well, don't, for, don't add that in. For what it's worth, your developers should have an entire um, faux website set up in a sandbox somewhere and that you've bullet tested as many times oh, yeah. as you possibly could before <laughs> doing the migration. Uh, make sure your devs are on board if you have a complicated e-com site or just don't do it at all. Um, but again, these migrations need to be obsessively planned from, uh, why are we doing this? What do we want to accomplish? 
um, that'll help you choose the platform that you're moving to, um, to uh, uh, what outcomes do you want at the end of the day? And, uh, you know, do we still want to store that standing or do we want a dumpster fire out back? Um, <laughs> those happen too. Okay, you know what? Okay, just to move to, 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 to actually get into the fun stuff of the show, you know what's the thing that happens when you do a migration or you move sites around or you you leave a whole bunch of expired old pages, like dead pages, uh, stuff that was important at one time but isn't so important anymore. Mm -hmm. And often when you have like one of those like just multi gajillion product e-com sites, you forget about this stuff, especially if um, there's been a lot of paid advertising over the years. There's landing pages that just get pulled over and no one remembers them or anything. And those things add up. Um, some clients like to keep old products that, you know, they're out of stock, but there's still search activity for them. So you're going to get a couple of uh, potential leads who are looking for something. They'll arrive that it's out of stock, but they'll maybe get, grab another product from you. Mm -hmm. That's called a soft 404. Google um, looks at that and goes, hey, cool. Oh, geez, there's nothing there. And doesn't want to make the reference for, for, for search users, right? Right. If you have a whole bunch of them on your site, Google stops by, goes, hey, look, oh, geez, hey, look, oh, geez, hey, and eventually <laughs> Google starts to feel like a jerk and doesn't come by anymore, <laughs> um, or feels like it's being treated like a jerk. It doesn't come by anymore. I'm serious. It was written about, there's a really cool article um, in Search Engine Land. Casper um, uh, uh, Zemansky um, wrote it the other day um, about expired landing pages and its effect on, on, on how Google thinks about your website. What do you think? I think it's way worth the read. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. I'm like, yup. Um, <laughs> Don't treat Google like a jerk. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that with specific examples, you can sort of, you know, maybe get some insight. Um, but yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I mean, Google wants to give a user exactly what they want when you're putting up something like that. And I don't blame people for it to sort of go, yes, my 404 saw like whatever, you know, version of the code is, is coming out to give users the best experience that you can when they land on it makes sense. Like I, you'll never hear me say, don't have a good 404 page, but um, yeah, it, it naturally makes sense that Google's not there to serve them the best place to maybe find what they want. Google's there to just get them to where they want to go. So it makes perfect sense when you think about it to go, Yes, of course, if all you're landing a person at is a place to go, ooh, don't have that anymore, but here's a place where it might be, Google would probably trust their own system to go, no, we'll just drop that out because we just want to send them right to where that thing is. Sometimes this isn't even um, page requests that end in a 404. Sometimes it's page requests that actually get mm -hmm. completed to a page that exists, but yeah. on the page is out of stock and yeah. this product ain't ever coming back, but the search in the 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 the, the, the e-commerce site owner's mind, the search user might be coming back, and again, they might choose something from the from the rest of the menu. Um, yeah, again, Google doesn't Google dislikes that sort of thing, and it will take you down. You um, know, you're you're bringing up a really good you, you bring up a, a good point. So maybe I'll I'll just take a second to explain to users what that that is because we mentioned it. Soft four hundred four. Yeah, I think we we've talked about it a couple times and. There may be people in our listening audience who don't understand the difference between a soft 404, 
and a 404. Um, so, it, and if you go into Search Console, you can see like there's actually like an error area where you can see soft 404. So for listeners who might not know the difference between a soft 404 and a 404, a 404, a, a general 404 when we refer to them, is basically a, a response sent from the server itself to go, that thing you're looking for isn't here, right? Like it's just like, it's coming straight from the server. It's going, this isn't here. When Googlebot hits it, it gets a response code and goes, well, or a user, like, or a browser, um, this is not here. A soft 404, however, sends a different code. So usually it'll be a 200. I'm amply, as, as you know, Jim, I, I work on, on JavaScript sites quite a bit. Um, and it's, it's a really, really common problem with them because they tend to send a 200, like at least in the implementations that I've used, even when it is a removed page, it will like just the way that it, it, it's rendering them. The so, page itself renders it's the content that isn't, uh, that isn't there that you can't grasp. Exactly. Now when it's coming up and it can happen in other systems, but it happens a lot on, on, every JavaScript system I've seen pretty much, unless you're specifically going in there to address this issue, uh, where it will send a 200. So for, for listeners who don't know, the 200 is basically going, hey, content's here and, and serving up the content. However, the page itself only renders the 404 sort of content. So it'll produce content that, you know, basically says, sorry, that, you know, whatever your, your 404 page would read, uh, sorry, it's not here. Here's some pages that might interest you, whatever. Google's looking at that and going, ah, I understand this is a, a 404 page, even though it's sent at 200. So that for our listeners is what is referred yeah. to as a soft 404 is when it's sending a 200. So it's sending a content here, but the actual page content itself implies that it's a 404 page. For what it's worth, Google will actually let you get away with that once, maybe even twice. But if it constantly comes back and that's constantly the case, it's going to start degrading or its perception of the value of your website is going to start to degrade. Yeah. Um, that technique is so 2014. Stop doing it. <laughs> um, where do we go from that? I, I, I really I really liked that article and it is just so true. And it's, yeah. sort of, it's, part, it's part of my universe right now is purging these like old pages but you got to find them and oi um where to now um speaking of 2019 did you uh, things from the past uh, there was a uh, a post john Mueller made on twitter that's um got some people rolling their eyes wondering wondering if uh, john's literally living in, in in that past um relevancy and core update factors I don't think I saw this one. Google has said over and over and over again, when they do a core update, there's very little you can do specifically to fix for that core update. Um, and that's totally true. The mm -hmm. update could be covering any number of fat things, factors, infrastructure, whatever, right? It's, it's um, hard to tell what the core update is all about until far later until you see the full effects of the update and Google's such a massive integrated system. But there are things you can do on your website or on web pages that will generally improve how those pages should fare during a time of shakeup, a, a massive update that's happening at, at Google. And um, remember when uh, there was a remember when Danny, uh, Danny Sullivan was constantly tweeting, there's nothing you can do about it. We're doing a core update, accept it. And um, people were tweeting back, well, yeah, but, you know, you did something, so we can do something, you know. Right. Google published in August 2019, 
Google published a blog post um, at the, the Webmaster Google blog um, on core updates, what you can and cannot do to, to deal with them. And uh, John hearkened back to that in a uh, post uh, in response, uh, I guess, to somebody asking about um, craptastic competitor results found in in, in search in 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 search pages, in search results pages. This was uh, the same blog post that uh, caused a bunch of controversy with Google. This is almost where the um, more recent EAT controversies started from or misunderstanding started from. So it was interesting to see him point to it. Is he just stirring up stuff? What do you think? <sighs> yes, no. Um, I don't think he's stirring up stuff on purpose. I think he understands a concept so thoroughly and so well. And um, many webmasters aren't getting it. And how to say this? Um, I think John knows, um, understands the frustrations that, that a lot of webmasters have, but also has to live in a very non-specific wor world because everything he says um, in some people's mind become the you know yellow brick world, yellow brick road to golden to golden riches, but it are, is often the path of destruction. Um, not, not that John's giving wrong advice, it's that people, you know, if it's very specific advice in one instance, it may really not work in another. Um, and so he gives uh, very general advice. Um, some stuff that uh, makes a lot of sense. Does content have spelling problems or stylistic issues? Is it well written or is it like sloppy and just like thrown together? Um, was it made by a content factory or was it actually made by somebody who like gave it a lot of attention? These are all posts in uh, this blog or all notes in this blog post from uh, 2019 that is worth reading and reading over again, um, especially if you're a content creator. Because um, Mueller and Sullivan are right. There is nothing specific you can do to recover from a core update. Well, that's, you know, it, it is hmm. <laughs> like, I want to say it's true, um, but in a, you know, it, it's, it's hard to hit a target when you're, when you're shooting in at night, right? Like if you don't know what to do, then it, it's, you don't know what you're aiming at, but I, I might argue um, that after an update is complete, like after a core update has core rolled update. out. Not, not an algorithm update, like a, a core, like, like a, a core. core. Yeah. Well, indeed, but even looking at it like a, when a butterfly flaps its wings, like, I mean, I under, understanding that a core update is, is not really meant to address specific issues other than, you know, perhaps some, you know, sort of foundational issues at, at Google. And by that, I mean, like, you know, we need to upgrade, you know, the way our, our systems communicate with each other. That's but that what they, is that's what they have us believing. 
That's what they have us believing. Uh, yeah, well, and one could argue it's pretty core if you're introducing like rank brain, right? I would have deemed that a fairly core thing, even though it is algorithmic because it's, it's you know, fundamentally, uh, fundamentally the changing the way things are. But that's not how they deem it. And that's fair enough. Like that's, you know, they, they can call it what they want. Um, but once it has rolled out, there will be a butterfly effect. Right. Like once things start to ripple, regardless of what you change in complex systems, that is going to ripple out. If if, if all of a sudden <clears throat> the way your ML systems start interacting with each other to understand knowledge graph data changes, then all of a sudden that's going to impact how people with stronger confidence scores and their knowledge graphs are, are ranked. And, and this just happens to be <clears throat> something that Jason Bernard was talking about in a, in a correlation between um, confidence scores and knowledge graphs and the last couple of Google updates, and one of them including the core, uh, which is why I use it as an example. This could easily just be correlation. I don't think so, but it's because it's really close correlation. <laughs> but um, at, at any rate, if you look at that, that is going to cascade down. So I would argue that in many of them, um, you would have the capacity to reverse it and go like Jason did there. You know what? The last two, including a core update, we saw that correlate really closely to a change in knowledge graph scores. Whether it's that that was part of the core update, it may not be, but it may simply be that the new structure as it's being established is weighting these a little bit differently. Like just naturally through the, the butterfly effect all of a sudden this area is being um, impacted stronger, is being considered stronger, weaker, just in local, just in new, like in some way. So I, I, I would suspect that anything that changes your rankings, like the core update happened and rankings changed. So clearly things changed, right? Like the calculations mm -hmm. changed. Oh, indeed, something happened. Yeah. If something happened that something can be reverse engineered. Yes, yeah. certainly. But one might, might also ask how many other updates happened around those times? Um, how many unannounced updates happened? I mean, Google, Google's messing with stuff all day long. That's what yeah. they pay people to do that. <laughs> um, and they don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the accomplishment. So like, um, <laughs> or at least they don't get retained by the hour. They get retained by the accomplishment. So like they, they're trying to accomplish stuff. Um, and then... Good webmastering, um, doing the right things to affect an outcome, um, be it at Google or on or on page, is or should always be beneficial to mm -hmm. your rankings and to how you or products from your website appear uh, um, in Google search results. Mm -hmm. um, there may be a correlation with how Google displays and weighs things but that's really hard to draw right? that's like mm -hmm. um just because it happened in august doesn't mean it applied in august right. last week for instance <laughs> there was um there was a local search um, algorithm update which coincided, I would think, with the introduction of the new Google My Business environment, uh, Google Business Profiles, right. um, like three or four weeks ago. One has to be a handshake to the other, right? <laughs> right, I see where you're going. <laughs> well, uh, as an example. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it does, it, it's... It's it's funny because we do hit these spots and, and, and I, I always find it entertaining because it is a natural like, well, this has to impact 
that, right? And then at the same time, you, you've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. Heck, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the Google ads space right now is what we'll talk about a little later in the show. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it that they correlate or is it that the eye of Sauron is just looking in that direction right now? <laughs> and, and so a lot of stuff is happening, right? Like, um, you know, oh, I was going to sound like so nerdy by referring to orcs and stuff like that, but I'm not going to do that. Um, well, but, you know, when you, th- when you think about it, you got to ref- changes like this. You got to think about gnomes, specifically the gnomes of Zurich. Um <laughs> Not orcs. You got to think of the gnomes of Zurich because they're the ones counting the coin that Google's probably making because of those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well done. Well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. And one has to think, though, as well, if you were going to be looking algorithmically at a, at a space like this, like if you're Google and going, oh, okay, like we do need to look at local. Here's, here's some things we need to shake up there for, for whatever it might be. It does make sense that at the same time, you'd be looking going, is there a way that we can get this data better? Like it, as, as somebody who works with people who build machines that think, right? I'm, I'm not a machine learning person, but I, I, I work with people who are, um, you know, looking at not just what are you going to do with data? 90% of the, t- the, the, the workload is actually going into, let's make sure that the data that we're getting is is clean like is labeled properly etc cetera, etc cetera. so it does make sense that while they're challenging the task of how do we improve our local results at the same time would they be going well the easiest way to clean that data uh, and and to make sure we have clean data is to influence and, and impact the systems and let people give us more data get more people giving us data um you know all of those sorts of things so it does make sense that whether they're correlated or just sort of we happen to be built working on the, the sort of models around how that's impacting rankings. So at the same time, um, let's also get our engineers working on cleaner data systems and, and, and getting more data to input into the system itself. You want to hear a nerdy take on things, man? Like I, <laughs> I can ultimately nerd on this. Almost always. <laughs> we need in the search industry so badly we need a monty python troop to evaluate and study what happens in the brain of like a google engineer when they create something really beautiful are you looking for the best in wordpress speed security and scalability wp engine is a digital experience platform for wordpress powering digital experiences for large brands around the world With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. 
It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Like Google Local. And they give control to business owners and they say, hey, fill it up. And the business owners screw it up. They just can't get it. They just don't do it right. And so, 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 so the engineers at, 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 at Google Local come up with this like really brilliant new system where it's so easy. All you got to do is follow the tabs. Like, like simple, like just, just fill in the thing, hit tab, fill in the thing, hit tab, fill in the thing. Hit, and all you got, and then, and then, and the business owners, and they gave all the control to the business. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Personas so that, you know, they can put in what you thought was important to your and the business owners totally screwed it up. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see a Monty Python troupe try to do a take on that, on, 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 on just how easy you can make things only to have it completely destroyed um the google reviews uh and tied into google my business should have been a uh wisdom of the crowds you can eat at this restaurant but maybe you shouldn't order the macaroni sort of thing right mm -hmm. but it turned into um there was a crying baby over there that the waitress wouldn't execute and so i'm giving it one star and one star only right 
Right. Waitresses should not execute babies. Ever. <laughs> That's a good rule. Good rule. That that will also get you a one star, but from another, <laughs> from another type of customer. I mean, you just can't win with these reviews. I know. I know. And maybe the sheriff would give you his star. Um, Indeed. Or at least the star would show up. Um, you see what I'm getting at, though? Like, like people, people use the use are using components of 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 Google My Business uh, or had been using components of it as a bludgeon to get stuff out of business owners. Um, yeah. And it would just be, I think Google really, really tried so hard with this one, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, they have, you're right, the faces of the engineers. I can only imagine sitting there going, we thought we made a sort of bulletproof system because we made it such that my five-year-old managed to figure it out. And they're like, wow, okay, so less than five. Okay, so so we need to now drop that bar a little bit so that so that it doesn't get broken. I hope these people aren't doing their own taxes. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> um, I, but I think one of the big problems Google actually has, that was a, a tongue cheek. I, I think a lot of business owners who do make it in there um, end up filling it out pretty well. Your, your reviews notwithstanding, which that's just the, the whole like that's just ass file. hat kind of stuff, right? Like you, you know what you're doing. You know you're breaking you're you're breaking the implied use of that thing, and you're just being a jerk. Um, you know when you're when you're sort of judging things incorrectly and and the, those the, sorts of things. You are right. The business owners who do use Google My Business do tend to do it well. You are right about yeah. that. But it's getting them to do it, um, and, and and that I think is is part of what they're trying to do. Um, and I don't even know how how you might make that better. Like, I don't know if you just sort of like, especially for, for small and, and sort of local businesses, like, I don't know, it might just be like, we see this Android phone and it sits every day from nine to five in this one location. And that one location is a business. All right. We just need to send this guy alerts <laughs> to go. Is this your business or do you work there? Because nobody has claimed it. <laughs> They have gone as far as to send cars on every road in the entire world, taking pictures of every business on earth. Yeah. That's how far they've gone. Yeah. That, that's, that's a commitment. They just need you to go, this one's mine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, and they would make the system so much better. Yeah. I'm, I'm normally not a Google fanboy about stuff like this, but um, I love what they're trying to do with Google local. Yeah. Um, and um this algorithm will be a lot more successful if a lot more businesses actually proceed, uh, participate. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, if you are a business that has participated, you should probably be disagreeing with Jim and I on everything we're saying right now, because <laughs> the more people that get in there, the, the better the, the ecosystem is. But of course, the more competitive it gets. Um, so, you know, if, if your competitors haven't figured it out, yes, it would be great for Google if they did, but I still wouldn't send them a uh, a note about it. Um, okay. What, what, what shall we, we go on? It's, it's been, I don't know. It's been busy. Uh, it always, it is. Has, I, I keep being surprised at how busy it is, but it keeps being busy. Uh, it's going to be busy until I'm guessing right around this time next week when uh, the, most of the tech world literally mentally checks out. What do you think? Do you think Google's going to throw a core update at us? They should. John wouldn't say they wouldn't. <laughs> um, as we were saying even earlier in the show, if you are going to do something magnificent and monumental, now's the time. Get it in before New Year's because why the hell not? Yeah. Um, and, you know, actually, if they do do it, it's going to warp a lot of people's minds because the next important uh, sales date 
that doesn't actually have a tail end attached to it when it comes to getting ship stuff shipped to your house. Mm-hmm. The great old Canadian tradition of Boxing Day has now been adopted by the Americans as an excuse to go buy stuff. Day after Christmas, go get them. <laughs> and uh, it's the same thing. On, that's how it is up here in Canada. Same thing on online. And um, I got a feeling that uh, many of our weeks are going to be busy. Um, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house, everyone was sleeping except me. <laughs> now, <laughs> what, was... what do you think? If Google does roll out some, some significant update, is that a war on Christmas or a war on SEOs? What do, what do you think? Who, who do they hate? Uh, well, put it this way. I don't think Google expects um, Santa, elves, reindeer, and a whole bunch of like jolly um, uh, uh, gingerbread, uh, a gingerbread army to come with like pitchforks at its gates. But if it doesn't update around Christmas, Google, you can absolutely expect a bunch of SEOs with pitchforks at the gates. They'll just be American SEOs because none of us can get into the country without like, you know, um, <laughs> um, because, because of COVID restrictions. But they'll be there. I swear they'll be there with pitchforks and everything. Don't do it. I don't think they will. Honestly, I don't think they will. I think they've... Um, I think they'll introduce something directly after, but I don't think they're going to do anything now. Um, yeah, you know, I tend to think you're right, and I almost wish they'd just pull off the Band-Aid, like, when there's time to, like, think about it <laughs> first. Well, check your check Search Console with some of your clients. Um, mm-hmm. A new, another um, algorithm update went through last week, mm-hmm. the uh, products algo update, and... If you were trying to do technical SEO to recover from core updates that might have happened in the spring or summertime, um, you would have paid a lot of attention to uh, things like products and uh, enhancements and anything that will you know, improve the number of uh, links under your reference in, in, in search or the opportunity to get those references. And if you did do that, you got rewarded big time this week. I know because I got rewarded big time this week. Um, there was a uh, really a hardcore, uh, larger than larger than before uh, product update. Uh, there was a product update uh, seven, six, seven months ago, uh, April or March or something of 2021. This one was said to be like way bigger, and um, I saw good results. But I've been concentrating on stuff like that uh, just because I'm neurotic and Search Console said to. um yeah if you i'm going to give some 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 credit where it's where it's due here um and and that's not to me um but it is to um both shopify and mary (laughs) i'm working um working on on campaigns and and shopify because they have they have some good uh good infrastructure and and obviously Mm -hmm. some good seo on top of that and and a great client who i can't name um but anyway yeah it's it was I don't know. I didn't have, or, or didn't sort of see when I was, I was sort of looking, looking at the results, didn't see any big gains like, or, 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 or losses. And, and there's like a, a few e-com sites that I, I sort of monitor for, for exactly stuff like this. Um, but did see things happen in, in sort of like gluts. Is, is that sort of what you saw? And what I mean by that is like, it's not like one thing went from like page three to position three. It's that like a bunch of things went up like one or two things. 
right? Like one or two positions. Um, what I that, saw was a number of issues clear in Search Console that had been mm -hmm. like uh, just sitting there um, validating yeah. for months and months and months. Um, in the search results themselves, I see uh, 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 how to describe product enhancements, but the, the, the little the, the, the little links and underneath um, the main search result. Um, you're searching for a blue widget and there's several other types of widgets that you might also be interested in. They're now coming up in, in client search results. And this mm -hmm. is a more, much more regular thing than um, had been happening before. If your scheme is right, Google's going to reward you for it. And I think that's, that's something they were aligning themselves with um, in, in, in this product update. Right. Well, and we've certainly seen some, some, signals that one was coming right like with their sort of partner s ships um with like shopify or, or wordpress and, and stuff like that to sort of like better integrate these these systems together it, it makes sense remember google is basically right around now google is basically audrey from little shop of horrors screaming feed me feed me feed me and it wants Discovery doesn't. It, discovery works still. Like I'm not. I don't want to say discovery doesn't work anymore. But discovery isn't fast enough for Google. There's too much information going up on the web. So Google's now saying, "Feed me different ways." And earlier, one of the cool things about <laughs> one of the cool things about the pandemic. Um, historically, we're going to look back at this time. Should there be a history to look back at? Um, and. Uh, 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 note that technological evolution was extraordinary and the platforms shopify has uh, shopify is a great example have invested time money energy in seo hmm. it's become important to them suddenly now that i don't know e-commerce is important again um and uh where was i going with that damn you were talking about mary and shopify and that just like rang a bell and schema. In head suddenly. And schema, right. And um, feeding, uh, feeding the engine. So much information is going onto the web now. Um, so rapidly. Um, hell, every time somebody does a search on Shopify, big commerce, uh, Volusion or whatever, it generates a new URL for Google to deal with and process. So much, and it might, it might be a, a detritus URL, but so much is, 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 is um, coming up that discovery alone isn't working. You got to feed them. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Right, Shopify is um, becoming particularly good at that. Yeah, yeah, and now there, I know they're looking at, and we covered this a, a few weeks ago. Is Google looking at Index Now, which has already been adopted by fine folks at, at Microsoft, Microsoft um, and DuckDuckGo, Don't and DuckDuckGo. Duck, yeah, sorry about that. Um, and and so that that part will be interesting, but I I that's still still quasi leaning on, on the discovery, right? It's, it's still leaning on us going, here's a thing. Now here's, here's how to, how to absorb it. Um, but it is, it is a much, it's a superior mechanism for doing it, but I, I'm not sure that Google will, and this is from, from what I know of it. And, and, you know, I could easily be wrong on this one. I don't know that they'll end up adopting index now um, or whether they'll just build their own, build their, build a better mouse trap uh, for themselves. But anyway, we will probably be talking about that in the coming months. I'm sure. Uh, absolutely. And they have, I don't know. I mean, will they, won't they, I don't know. It'll be tied to search console, just like, um, index now is, is tied to yeah. webmaster tools. It'll have yeah. to be, um, 
let's shift gears for a sec. Um, this is this is way more up your alley. Um, Facebook has a problem. Facebook is a problem. Facebook's <laughs> like a malignant stain on democracy. Heck. Um, but then again, so are so many other platforms. Quora has been accused recently of, of putting up anti-American content simply to get outrage clicks. Um, Facebook says they have a uh, artificial intelligence that's going to help them uh, determine what is and is not harmful content. And they're, they're going to cut this determination down from months to weeks using this AI. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I know, I know this is more up your alley, but it, it begs the question, how stupid is this AI? I mean, like Nazis are bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I know that was that was tongue in cheek. Um, oh, I mean it. <laughs> um, I mean only in the complexity of of the problem, oh, right? Yes. Because you can say Nazis are bad, and you could say that on Facebook, and how does that not trigger it being pulled, right? Like there there, therein is 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 the problem um, that that they're dealing with right now. Um, Roger did a did a good job um, over at SEJ and in, in sort of talking about. Uh, or you know what I should say, Search Engine Journal, because not all of our, our listeners may know that when I shorthand that SEJ, um, what, I'm, what I'm talking about there. Um, he did a, a good job on the write-up and, and a, he briefly described sort of few-shot learning, which is is what the, the system is built on, is, is on few-shot and zero-shot learning. Um, and these are just machine learning um, sort of models that are based around, I guess for our listeners, I did want to go this tangent only because I don't think most people care, but here we are. Buckle how up. does this work? Uh, how does this go work? Do it. People um, are interested. Seriously. Uh, basically, it's 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 a, a type of, of model or, or, or basically a, an approach um, that lets people take uh, or, or lets engineers take a model from one domain. And I don't mean by uh, domain as, as we in, in search refer to it, which would be, um, you know, like a, a domain, like a URL. URL, but sort of like one task solving purpose and move it into another one. Um, and basically the, the the problem that it tries to solve, and this is one of the big hurdles that Google, Facebook, et cetera, have been having. And, and Google is doing a lot of research as is Facebook into few and zero shot learning right now to for, for this this exact purpose to address this is training models is incredibly difficult. Like it takes, a, we, we, we alluded to, or I alluded to that a little bit earlier, like 90% of the time is on the data coming in and, and with the model sizes that they're dealing with, it gets even bigger. Like think about the number of, of, of sort of cases or, or examples that you would have to feed to go, this is how you know that this is harmful content. This is what it looks like when people write it. You would have to label millions of posts as good or bad because there's just such a variety across so many different languages, so many different wording types, so many different ways of speaking that we all have, so many different shorthands, arrangements of words, all of that stuff, images that might go with them, right? Moving into into multimodal uh, sort of models. This is how all of these these combinations work. Um, and so you're going to have to feed millions in. Now, if you want to now take that model that you've just trained and built and it's working functionally for task X um, and now go, oh, now we want to train that. That was, you know, in, in part for our you know classification of, of tone or, or whatever. But now we want to seek that out learning to remove harmful content or we trained it on harmful content as it relates to race. But now we have to address it dealing with, you know, just political 
sure. irrelevance or, or something, right? Like we have to just give it a slight tweak, but we can't feed a million new examples in. It just doesn't work. And so that's what Roger talks about. And he explains it probably more succinctly and, and a little bit to the point, uh, more to the point than I did is that's where few and zero shot comes in. It's where we're going to basically go, here's how the reward system, or here's how Google will know, or, or Facebook will know whether they've succeeded. Here's the metric we'll be looking for after. So you'll need a, a metric to go as you're figuring out, have you filtered out the right stuff? Here's how you'll know if you did or didn't, um, you know, and, and by like sort of maybe dropping it in, in a few places, I, I will leave that to the engineers to figure out. But what you want to be able to do is do that with no more training sets required or in few shot, just few, like, okay, we just need to drop like a hundred from this new application. Okay. We have this thing fully trained on race. We're just going to have to take like a hundred or a thousand examples from gender and go, okay, now we can take out you know, now we, it understands it can learn quickly what bias, gender-based bias, um, you know, might look like or something like that. So that's what they're, they're now training the system. Um, and the reason this is a big leap is it'll allow it to learn quickly. What I'll be very interested to see is, can it learn to identify the next thing it should be looking for? Can it basically start looking for a bias in an area it has not seen, or I guess not a bias, but can it understand what would be harm without being told, oh, this is the event going on right now. This is what harm would look like. Um, but can it actually just go, oh, okay, I'm seeing a spike in this kind of content. It's getting these sorts of reactions. Okay, let me investigate and, and do an analysis on that. That'll be interesting to see. I guess I what you're, what you're asking is, can it be trained to distinguish between let's go Brandon and way to go Brandon. Right. Right. Well, and going, if we trained the model before that was a thing, can it figure out that that's that let's go Brandon is actually a thing. And then how does it classify that? Is that considered harm? Right. Like, and, and I can argue, I could well argue both things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could, I could well argue that both of those things, depending on which hat I want to wear at the time, I could argue that that is, just free speech and should be left there. And it's, it's absolutely, it, it's not inherently harmful, right? It, I may disagree with the intent behind it, but it's not inherently harmful. Or I could argue that it is because it has an underlying tone to it that might be, but is that tone crossing thresholds? Really, like, there's a lot of big questions that need to be asked, but what the, the machine needs to be able to learn is to ask that question. And, and that'll be what's interesting is, does it need human engineers to go, okay, this is a thing you need to look for. Or can the machine actually learn to go, okay, we're suddenly seeing this. It's in these like account types or, or whatnot. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's being shared in the same way that things have been shared before that cross this threshold. So, okay, we need to analyze this and look for patterns in those types of posts and, and move on from there. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's really, really, it's a fascinating, fascinating area. I probably droned on a little too long. No, on no, it, no. But... <laughs> The more we're able to talk about and explain processes that are um, being used to make what used to be one and zero decisions, A and B decisions, now we're looking at um, a whole series of alphabets all put together. There's no way human minds can, can deal with the complexities that uh, we're creating. For instance, um, how do you moderate something as large as Facebook um, uh, thoroughly and consistently. Um, that's that as angry as I get at Facebook for what it is and what it's become, I get the, I, I get the nature of the problem. <laughs> um, it's, it's phenomenal. And so AI is 
um, increasingly going to be making decisions. And this is stuff that SEOs are going to be thinking about coding for, um, helping articulate and clarify for, I think, and long into the future. Um, Indeed. Now, one of the really dangerous things about this, like about, about our, our reliance on it, I, I, I obviously think it's, it's a fantastic thing to look at, right? And, and, and it's, it's a wonderful thing that they're, that they're chasing after this. But I can just speak to, um, there, there's a client, I, I can't name, name the client, um, they were running a paid, paid search campaign. Um, consistently, we would be putting up an image in there and this image, it was for a cleaning company, like, like, literally like a, like a, a cleaning, cleaning product. They made cleaning products and it had a picture of two hands with rubber gloves on cleaning a dish. That's, that's all it was. It constantly triggered the systems to be dealing with harmful events. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I don't like doing dishes by hand. But this is not like a tragedy. <laughs> it's not a truly harmful <laughs> event. Um, but it couldn't do that. And those are the sorts of, of scenarios. And, and that's not the first one. Like I, I, I hit that all the time. Those, those sort of like, it's triggering the wrong thing. And yes, I could submit it, but we're now trusting the system to go, what is harmful content? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suspect they're going to have to air like with Google, there is a clear mechanism and we've, you know, basically signed everything away to go, okay, I'll be paying attention. These are my ads. You're going to send me an alert when it goes clear. I will respond to that. Right. There, there is a mechanism to deal with this in this one. I have a feeling they're, they're going to have a much harder time because they're going to have to err on the side of let it through. Um, right. As opposed to trying to go like, okay, we want everything to be squeaky clean and perfect. So we're, we're okay throwing out a few babies with the bathwater. They're going to have to go the other direction and go, okay, we got to leave some, some dirt in that tub um, because we got to make sure that, you know, all the babies are left in there and then we're not throwing out um, some of the good with the bad. So it's, it's a very, very interesting and very, very challenging problem that they, that they're trying to address. And part of that is just made worse by the fact that people are, are, inconsistent um, in, in what we will do. We're unpredictable in what we're going to do next to try and do harm. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get creative. If they build a system, we'll get creative and do harm in new and interesting ways, I'm sure. Well, what if there were ways of, I don't know, like vetting um, vast libraries of, 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 of imagery of um, assets, um, mm-hmm. be, they, be they an image, be they um, uh, uh, uh plugins or uh, extensions um google's google has come up with an interesting uh, the the, the uh, asset library coming to um uh, creative studio mm-hmm. i think that's a cool idea in that it's giving like access to innumerable um images and then making it easy to um and and and, and, and other digital assets and making them easy to like repurpose them over and over and over again to get like a, a serious brand message yeah, it's guaranteed. The system ain't gonna ain't gonna trigger yeah. nothing on them. No, no. Well, that, that's that's one of the great things in there too, and it'll include like ones that you've put in and this and that. Um, it's it's been sort of one of the like big annoyance points of being. It's you know, oftentimes we have those where there's just this annoyance sitting in the back of your head. You don't really know it's an annoyance until all of a sudden it's <laughs> solved, and you're just like, oh. Okay, thank you. Um, one of the big problems that I've always had with Google Ads is 
you can go into your recently used images like that. You can just sort of like go in when you're like creating a new ad and it's like, here's your recently used images. And it has the last, I can't, I don't, I've never counted them all, but say 30 images that you've used. It's not a library. So let's say I just build a whole bunch of ads for product X or service X. And now I want to build one for product or service Y. <laughs> it's like, okay, but like some of the last ones that I put in for service Y, like three months ago, aren't showing up anymore. So now I have to re-upload them to add them in. This is going to fix that problem um, and just nuisance that it was and, and give it a, a much, it'll be a lot nicer experience. Um, it was just really a no-brainer. Like you're holding those assets anyway. Like they're sitting in there. I know they're running in ads. So let's just get this done. Anyway, I I, I like it. I, I like this uh this move. Um, and uh, yeah, as soon as it rolls out, it's just in beta right now. Um, and I'm not part of their beta. <laughs> it doesn't say when it's going to roll out. Oh, what is this? It's tease. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I, I do look forward to it. And if anybody from Google is listening and you feel like having to add somebody else <laughs> to that beta <laughs> test, just, just add me and just give me a shout. Um, we'll, we'll get that added in. You have my email, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's your know, Dave, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, Google tease. Come on. Yeah. Um, so this is but, coming, coming soon. Yeah, indeed. I don't imagine this one will last long because it was already available in a different product. Um, they're just beta testing it now, um, and and so I, I expect we'll see it deploying in the next month or two. They they may just be waiting for this one till after the holidays to sort of go. Let's not change the entire advertising structure, which I'd give them a pass on, even if you're improving it. It's probably just going, people are used to working like this. Let's just do that. Launch it in, in sort of maybe January would be my prediction, early January, so that people can get, you know, add their assets for Valentine's Day and stuff like that and sort of get those assets building. Okay, we are coming to the close of the show. We should do a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, we're going to have a show next week. We will not be having a show on the 23rd. That's uh, two days before Christmas, and I think it's pretty safe to say that we're all going to be checked out right around then. Um, we will be having a show on the 30th. Are you, are, you, are you good with that, Dave? I am good with that. Okay, so we'll be doing a end-of-year show on the uh, 30th of December. And we'll have a show next week. No show on the 23rd. That's like Christmas time. Um, you going anywhere for Christmas? I am not. I am not. I'm just going to sit and eat sugar. <laughs> it's probably, that's probably for the best. Um, it's a... Uh, we're entering the... Seriously, we are entering the third year of COVID for real. It's mm -hmm. mind-bending. Um, and we're entering it with a new and, and somewhat relatively unknown uh, uh, variant, Omicron. Um, we're learning more about it every day. And one thing we're learning is if you get vaccinated and get a booster vaccination, you are well, well protected. But if you don't, you're going to spread it and possibly kill people. Um, definitely, um, if, you, if, 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 if we don't get vaccinated, we're going to prolong this damn ordeal. And uh, who knows what else happens, but we can solve our way out of this. We just actually have to do it. <laughs> Please go get vaccinated. Um, have a safe Christmas and a safe new year. Um, do it today and you can actually be safe for Christmas and new year. Um, 
anyway, that's that's the spiel. COVID's real. We gotta go though. We've gone full clock. There's um more uh, more coming up on WMR.fm. So friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web College and WMR on the 9th of December 2021. Stick around, more great content coming up. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.